0: it's the heartland at noon on 800 chab here's rob carney
1: welcome to the monday august 30th 2021 edition of the heartland at noon brought to you today by purpose financial and heritage insurance working together to serve you better coming up today the saskatchewan rough riders making the move not this weekend But in the coming weeks, to make vaccinations mandatory for all who attend home games. And or negative COVID tests. We'll share what details are available at this time coming up on the program today. Looking back on Saturday night. Homestand 21 from River Street Promotions. Big concert at Roswell's Park in Moose Jaw. Featuring Barney Bentall on the Caribou Express. Nice horse and more. What a show it was. I had the pleasure, the privilege of co-hosting with longtime local radio and TV personality Rusty Dean. Man, we had some fun. I'll share some uh, backstage stories, and we'll visit with James Murdoch from River Street Promotions. Just like last school year, local educators and local families are preparing for flexibility when our kids go back to school this week. In fact, the Prairie South School Division has already updated their plan for the coming year. We'll visit with Director of Education Ryan Bowen. And we'll hear from our old friend Jack Ross, longtime parishioner at Zion United Church. They have reached their $100,000 fundraising goal to replace the boiler at the historic church in downtown Moose John. Great news for the community, thanks to the generosity of the community. Stay tuned for that story. Coming up today on the Heartland at Noon.
0: You're listening to 800-CHAB Moose Jaw, a Golden West radio station. Now, your Discover Moose Jaw news.
2: Good afternoon, I'm Sean Slat. COVID-19 cases continue to reach back into territory not seen since late spring. Dr. Kevin Wasco, physician executive for Integrated Rural Health, says that there's no question that we're into the fourth wave. He shared the latest update on the province's vaccination efforts.
3: As a, as a whole, we have um, over... Uh, 60% of the eligible population that's fully immunized. Uh, We are the lowest in the country in terms of our uh, first doses of those who are immunized as well as uh, second doses amongst provinces.
2: Wasco added that there are vaccines in advanced clinical testing for children aged 5 to 12, which should hopefully be approved later into the fall. Another person died yesterday after contracting COVID-19. An additional 257 new cases were also confirmed, along with 179 recoveries. Currently, 2,065 cases are considered active in Saskatchewan, and 108 people are in hospital, with 25 of those in intensive care. Over 70% of the hospitalizations are not fully immunized. The Dr. F.H. Wakemore Regional Hospital got a helping hand from Golden Mobility, formerly known as Easy Care Living Centre. Golden Mobility donated four walkers to the hospital's surgery and medicine ward. Store manager Greg Moore explains more.
3: Evolution Walker, which is one of the companies that we, we deal with, uh, kindly donated four walkers for us to choose who we give them to. And we thought that this would be a great fit for for donations as... Um, surgery, and medicine are perfect places to assess people for new equipment.
2: Moore says they're waiting for four more walkers to come in that will be donated to Providence Place. Just over $14,000 will be spent on the Kidsman Sportsplex to add an accessible lift and change table to the family change room. The project will be funded through savings from the Parks and Recreation's major equipment budget. Director of Parks and Recreation, Derek Blay.
4: We feel that these, uh, the changes will greatly enhance inclusion and access to the indoor pool. Um, right now, there's currently no means uh, to change on site uh, for anybody with those types of disabilities.
2: Blaise said his department worked closely with the Special Needs Advisory Committee to identify the equipment as a top priority. Posts of stolen bikes and other suspicious activity in Musha has been on the rise on social media platforms lately. Staff Sergeant with the Musha Police Service, Taylor Elder, says posting about suspicious activity is helpful but shouldn't stop there
5: you got to phone the police if it's something worth phoning the police for. Also, it's important to, to talk to your neighbors. I mean, a lot of people post things online, which is obviously helpful, but there are some people, you know, maybe your neighbors that aren't on Facebook or whatever social media platform you might post it on. So, uh, you know, having those face-to-face conversations or, or letting your neighbors know, like, hey, I saw this, you know, be on the lookout for this.
2: Elder says that calls to the station are never a bother, as there are police on-call 24-7, 365 days a year. He reminds residents to keep their lights on, make sure their doors are locked, and that their property is secure. Moose Shot Co-op's Fuel Good fundraiser returns this fall, this time raising money for Heartland Hospice. Marketing and Community Relations Manager Michaela Turner says it's not just about the donation, but also the education.
6: We really want to educate our community in what great work the Heartland Hospice is doing in Mushta. Um, It is important, but not everybody likes to talk about end-of-life
5: care. Um, But having a supportive group that can be there in those
6: tough and trying times is really important.
2: All day September 21st, coffee, cookies and slushy sales from Co-op Gas Bars will be donated along with 10 cents from every liter of fuel pumped. Cool, rainy weather brought much-needed moisture to many areas last week, but also caused a delay in harvest activity. Crops extension specialist Matt Struthers says with 29 percent of the provincial harvest in the bin, we're already well ahead of the five-year average of 12 percent.
0: The southwest is 43 uh, percent done, uh, followed by the southeast with 30 uh, percent, the west central at 27, east central at 22, the northeast with 25, and the northwest with 15. Uh, so that's very good to see. You know, all the regions are are well ahead of where they usually are, um, and that's good. Uh, just to get the crop off early, and then uh, you know, kind of put this bad year behind us, and hopefully, it's going to rain a lot in the fall, um, and we can go into next year really
2: strong. Crop land topsoil moisture is rated at one percent surplus, thirty-two percent adequate, thirty-seven percent short, and three percent very short. And do you have a story to share? Click submit news on discovermoshaw.com.
6: Ida is now a tropical storm after spending 16 hours as a hurricane over Louisiana and Mississippi. Power remains out for the entire city of New Orleans, taking down the backup system. Ida's storm surge pushed so much water into the mouth of the Mississippi, it reversed the flow of the river. Meanwhile, Tropical Storm Nora is dropping heavy rains along the Gulf of California after weakening from a hurricane on Mexico's Pacific coast. It caused havoc in Puerto Vallarta and left at least one dead and seven missing. Nora made a brief land passage just inland from the Mazatlan Resort area yesterday. The federal party leaders will be busy today making multiple stops on the campaign trail. Liberal leader Justin Trudeau will make an announcement in Granby, Quebec. He will later then head to Nunavut with campaign stops planned in Iqaluit. NDP leader Jagmeet Singh has a multi-provincial day ahead in Ontario and then B.C. Conservative leader Erin O'Toole, meanwhile, is sticking to the greater Toronto area. People's Party of Canada leader Maxime Bernier is campaigning in Alberta, while Green leader Annamie Paul is off the campaign trail today.
0: Now, discover Moose Jaw Sports.
1: The Saskatchewan Roughriders will require fans to be fully vaccinated for COVID-19 or provide a negative COVID-19 test result to attend home games at Mosaic Stadium with a targeted start date of that policy, September 17th. Through the course of the pandemic, the club says uh, they have relied on the expertise of provincial health officials to guide the team as it reopened Mosaic Stadium to fans at the beginning of August. The club says in a news release since that time, cases in Saskatchewan have risen significantly, and the contagious nature of the Delta variant has become a concern for both the club and public health experts. Over the next several weeks, the riders will work on the logistics of how to accept proof of vaccination, and they say they'll update us. As the plan comes together. Winnipeg Blue Bombers beat the Calgary Stampeders 18-16 last night in CFL action. Also this weekend, Hamilton Tiger Cats beat Montreal 27-10. And the BC Lions double the Ottawa Red Blacks 24-12. Saskatchewan back in action this Sunday afternoon in the Labor Day Classic at Mosaic Stadium against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Of course, that's a 4 o'clock start Sunday. Canada takes on Switzerland tonight in semifinal action at the World Women's Hockey Championship in Calgary. The Canadians down the Swiss 5-0 in the preliminary round. Today's other semifinal has the defending champion American Girls up against the 2019 runner-up Finland. The Moose Jaw Warriors have extended their early bird pricing for season tickets through this coming Friday. Fans can save about 35% off walk-up ticket prices with season tickets. Local baseball action. The Provincial U-11 AA Finals taking place in Moose John yesterday. And the hometown Canucks lost a heartbreaker to the Regina Yankees. 1-0 the final score. The U-15 AAA Canucks defeated the SAS 5 Giants 6-4 on the weekend. And the Toronto Blue Jays are back at home tonight to start a three-game series with the Baltimore Orioles. The Blue Jays took two of three from the Tigers in Detroit on the weekend.
0: Now. Your Discover Moose Jaw weather.
1: Sunny, nice, and warm for Moose Jaw and area and across southern Saskatchewan for that matter today. The high should reach 29 degrees at some point this afternoon. Clear this evening, but increasing cloud overnight with a risk of a thunderstorm. The wind increasing southeast 30, gusting to 50, overnight low 14. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a 60% chance of showers or thunder showers. Risk of a thunderstorm in the morning as well. Wind southeast 30, gusting to 50. Tomorrow, high 27 wednesday sunshine 24 thursday a mix of sun and cloud and 21 and friday a mix of sun and cloud with a high of 21 degrees yesterday's high in moose jaw 26 normal high at this time of year 22 with a normal low of eight the record high 36 degrees set in 1983 and the record low plus one way back in 1949 Sun came up at 614 and the sun goes down at 752 tonight. Rainfall totals, uh, by the way. Um, let me see. Oh, I've got them here. On Friday, uh, almost 31 millimeters. So 30.5 millimeters coming down in Moose Jaw. And then uh, on the 28th, uh, we had 5.8 millimeters in thunder showers on Saturday and that's soaking in today. This hour, Moose Jaw is 20 degrees, Regina at 23, Assiniboia-Gravelberg 23, Rockland-Coronac 25, Swift Current 25, Elbow 23, davidson Watrous 23. Once again, Assiniboia 23, Regina 23, and we just updated the temperature in Moose Jaw. With the wind southeast at 9 and the relative humidity at 42%, it's 25 degrees in Moose Jaw. From
0: World Weather Incorporated, here's 800 CHAB Agriculture Weather Specialist, Drew Lerner. For Young's Equipment, your Case IH dealer in southern Saskatchewan.
7: A midweek rain event is expected to occur across portions of Saskatchewan and then we'll look for some drier weather, but it's still going to be an erratic, unsettled weather pattern for a while. I'm meteorologist Drew Lerner for the Golden West Radio Network. Today will be a beautiful day across the majority of the province. We'll look for some increasing southerly wind overnight tonight and tomorrow. This will blow in some moisture and some cloudiness and even a chance for some showers tomorrow. The precipitation will begin rather innocently in the morning, but by the time we get to tomorrow afternoon and tomorrow evening, there may be a cluster or two of stronger thunderstorms that may pop up from the Outlook area into Saskatoon, maybe up towards Blaine Lake and Prince Albert. So we'll be watching for that. It's a little early to get specific, but there could be some strong thunderstorms involved with that event. The precipitation will work its way off to the northeast as we go through tomorrow night into Wednesday morning, but there will be some lighter rains that will occur in other parts of the province as that system works its way out of the region. A shot of cool air will then come along as we go from wednesday into friday of this week and once the coolest air starts to hit the region we'll expect to see a little bit of rain to develop rain and drizzle both the precipitation right now is expected to occur mostly as we go from wednesday night through thursday and then we'll look for drier weather to occur on friday the precipitation with that event is expected to be a bit lighter than that which will occur tomorrow we'll look for some of the moisture totals at the end of this week to run from about one to around eight or nine millimeters with the northern part of the region most favored. Some east central areas will also get some moisture. That'll contrast from the precipitation that's going to occur here tomorrow uh, that will likely run from 10 to 30 millimeters with something locally heavier with those stronger thunderstorms that might pop up. The temperature bias for the majority of the province will continue to be favorable. We'll get very warm over the next two days ahead of the storms tomorrow afternoon evening and then we'll look for some cooler weather especially as we finish out the work week and move into the weekend The temperatures will contrast from being into the upper 20s and perhaps a few lower 30s ahead of the storm system tomorrow and then we'll look for the temperatures to fall off rather notably dropping into the teens for highs as we finish out the week and move into the weekend low temperatures at night will once again slip into some single digits as we get to the end of the week at this point i don't think there's going to be any significant frost or freeze but we will see those temperatures get down to the soft frost threshold as we get into the weekend. For the Golden West Radio Network, I'm meteorologist Drew Lerner.
0: Tim here with Young's Equipment. Get more 20% more capacity, 30% more speed, 70% more flex. The all new MacDon FD2 gives you more of everything you need for harvesting performance from the company that brought you the original flex draper. Call your local Young's Equipment location or visit Young's.ca. Bigger, faster, flexier. Get more with the MacDon FD2 Flex Draper. Start your engines. On your marks. Get set. Go! Don't be that guy. Keep your truck running in tip-top shape with Moose Jaw Truck Shop. Not going to be a quick fix? No worries. They now offer loaner vehicles, the caring service you'd expect from a family-run business. The results you deserve, backed by years of training and experience. Your number one diesel truck experts. Mm -hmm. Moose Jaw Truck Shop. Visit them online at moosejawtruckshop.com.
1: This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. The Road Report on The Heartland at Noon is brought to you by Tip Top Roofing, serving Moose Jaw for over 30 years. Call Tip Top Roofing today for your free estimate and 10% off, (laughs) 631-5975. Well, as you can imagine, uh, all the rain on uh, Friday and Saturday uh, causing delays in a number of construction projects, including the paving work on Thatcher Drive West, so there's still some detours in place uh, over the weekend. Uh, Also, um, delays on the cast iron water main replacement on 7th Avenue and Caribou Street West. Crews uh, expect to get back underway today. Also, Wolf Avenue from Oak to Saskatchewan, water main break to avoid today. Uh, Duffield Street West, 6th to 7th, water main break as well. Grandview West from uh, 4th to 5th, there's some paving going on today. And Vaughn Street, also getting some pavement today uh, between 7th and 8th Avenues. And a reminder, a quick and easy way to know when your garbage is being picked up is with the free Moose Jaw Live app. You'll get push notifications direct to your smartphone so you'll never miss a day. It's free. It's in the App Store. Now, today's Paul Martin commentary.
8: If there's one complaint that's universal in the business community these days, it's that employers are struggling to find people... Talent is in short supply and it's not restricted to the service sector, although that's probably where it's most chronic. Just what's causing the shortage of potential workers is largely undefined. But among the issues being cited is COVID-related support that remains in effect and prospective workers are still drawing government benefits so they don't need to seek employment. But while the complaints from employers are quite common, until now they've largely been anecdotal. Well, that changed with the release of data on job vacancies nationally. Here in Saskatchewan in June, the most recent data, 20,000 jobs were unfilled. In other words, employers had these positions posted and they remained open. That's a big number. In the past two months, for example, StatsCan has said employment levels in Saskatchewan had fallen by 11,000 in May and June. And that's a figure that's clearly invalid when compared to a vacancy rate of 20,000. I'm Paul Martin.
1: Moose Jaw, notoriously entertaining. The best way to start your weekend is at Moose Jaw's Homegrown Market. Every Saturday on Langdon Crescent from 8 to 1. Rain or shine, bring your family to Moose Jaw's Homegrown Market. Mondays are special at Moose Jaw's Hillcrest Golf Club. You can play 18 holes for just $48, and that includes your power cart. The Monday special every Monday, including holidays. For more information and to book your tee time, call the Hillcrest, 693-1921.
2: Strike up some fun this weekend at the South Hill Bowling center rock and glow bowling is back friday and saturday nights and saturday afternoons knock down some pins with your friends and family south hill bowling call 693-0955 to book your spot
8: you're listening to 800 chab along with us at lbbd auto body hi i'm terry and we are proud to say that we now have the highest level of accreditation for safe and quality collision repair in town This is Greg Marston from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to the Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB.
1: We got more on COVID-19, the latest numbers, and the Saskatchewan Roughriders decision to um, make COVID-19 vaccinations a proof of COVID-19 vaccination or um, COVID-19 negative tests mandatory uh, in the coming weeks. It won't be in place. That policy won't be in place for the Labor Day game this Sunday, apparently. But later this month, um, they'll uh, share the details and we'll have uh, more on the Riders news release uh, from this morning, later on right here on the Heartland at Noon. We're coming off what was a, uh, well, a wonderful weekend uh, on Saturday. Homestand 21 at Roswell's Park in Moose Jaw. Outdoor concert from river street promotions a k plus s potash canada presentation uh as you know we've uh, well we promoted the show for a number of weeks um river street promotions jared matheson shay Jamison, andy hamilton and james murdoch put it all together and james is james is still a little weary from the weekend
3: <laughs> yes he is uh, took
1: some time to join us here today what a show buddy i mean it was really fantastic
4: um uh, we're still in awe rob it, it was a beautiful event, beautiful evening. The weather cooperated. Thank goodness. Oh, boy. We, uh, we lucked out there. Um, the community support was phenomenal. The business sponsorship really stepped up. That's the big thank you. Um, without them, this wouldn't have been possible. And uh, We're very fortunate to call Moostra home.
1: Over a thousand people in attendance, yes. uh, and including a, a lot of uh, the corporate sponsorship sure. people, who brought their friends and their families and their employees. Uh, and um, walk-up wasn't as, as as good as as you had hoped. We had over a thousand people there, yep. but we had lots of room
4: for more. Oh, we did. Yeah, no, we did, and uh, we weren't sure what to expect. You know, actually, you know, Rob, when when we first planned all this, and knew that it was a go our goal was 1,000 people present. So that, we achieved it, and, you know, plus. So um, the nice thing about it, though, Rob, and I think, well, you would have witnessed it because you were on stage quite a bit. You just saw people spaced and being comfortable. Like, they found, you know, a patch of grass, you know, to put a blanket down or lawn chairs. And it was pretty pretty special to just, See how it brought people together and uh, to just allow them to see people that they haven't seen in a while. I saw numerous conversations that all started by two people running up and hugging each other and saying, oh, my God, I haven't seen you in 18 months. You know, and that, that was that was meaningful. Yeah, it was. And then to see all the like it truly was a family family event. You know, you saw the little kids running around and just, you know, being kids, you know, and uh, heck, some, uh, you, you would have witnessed all the people that were dancing out in front of the stage, you know, like it was just a good feel, it was.
1: It was a really good celebration. The the artists were wonderful, Casey and Clayton uh, from Wood Mountain, Saskatchewan. Uh, they were super, yep. nice horse. Oh, man, they're <laughs> a good band. Uh, J.J. Shiplett, Dustin Bentall, and then Barney Bentall on the Caribou Express, Wonderful. And, in fact, Barney spoke to it uh, uh, when he was on stage, uh, the fact that uh, it was special for him and all the other artists to be performing again. It was just that kind of a night. Everybody just felt so, um, so good just to be out. Yeah.
4: It was like a new beginning for the artists, too, because uh, they struggled through you know, the last 20 months as well. And uh, um, it was important for them to, uh, I think, uh, if I can okay. say, get re-energized. You know, and uh, and what better place to do that in Roswell's and Mooshdraw? I think, Rob, that a lot of people didn't know what to expect. You know, when when they arrived, um, I even had one person comment to me that after they entered and saw everything, they approached me and said, "James, we thought that it might just be like a flatbed trailer that was set up. You know, with the artists rotating on. No, this this was a big production." this this was legit and uh, you know to see that stage presence um, I mean that's stuff that uh, you you generally see at Calgary Stampedes and that and uh, the production people were just phenomenal class act um, you know and then I, I even heard great comments about just how there were simple little tabled areas spread throughout and then tenting and that It, but then you saw people that had Put a blanket down and a family of five were all sitting together, you know. Meaningful, very it, meaningful.
1: It was great. Lots of food and drink available for everybody. You couldn't ask for more. And the yep. music, like I said, was was fantastic. James Murdoch is our guest on the Heartland at Noon. He's a part of River Street Promotions. Coming off Saturday's uh, big show, Homestand 21 at Roswells Park. Turned out to be a perfect evening to, to watch uh, to watch the performers. Um, Youth uh, was a a focus, uh, raising money for mental health initiatives in the Prairie South School Division. Uh, And what a great treat to have some young up-and-coming performers from School of Rock, Regina. They took to the stage Madison Burns and Jade Russell on vocals. Cohen Jones and Jackson Hicks on the guitars and Moose Jaw's own Ethan Novakowski on percussion. They did acoustic renditions of Sweet Child of Mine and Hey Jude and these kids were fabulous. And I was, like you said, I was on stage. I had the pleasure of co-hosting uh, on Saturday night with our friend Rusty Dean, longtime local radio and yeah. TV personality. These kids were jacked up to go on stage and they killed it.
4: Oh, they were... <laughs> <laughs> they were right up there with all the other artists, just how jacked and stoked they were. Like this was a big deal for them. And, uh, you know, uh, they, and, and they took it, like they were serious about it. Like these, they were bang on. And, uh, you know, uh, interesting story, Rob, uh, I'm good friends with, uh, Ethan's mom and dad and, uh, Mark and Carolee, excellent people. And, uh, um, they were telling me that I think the School of Rock, when they travel, um, they've got like a 1978 limo that they've kind of decked out and renovated. So even when they were at Roswell's on Saturday, like they pulled up in their limo and, you know, they it, they they do it right, you know. And, hey, those are going to be some future entertainers, you know, and uh, give them that exposure, you know. It was good. And... Yes, you know, mental health initiatives, you know, for our kids and, you know, uh, youth and in, in schools. But uh, so it was it was just a natural fit to somehow involve, you know, these teens, you know, and invite them to be a part of it. You know, it was it, it was good. It yeah. was really good. it was really cool. good.
1: Um, I'm assuming we're still uh, working out finances and, and the forthcoming donations for Prairie South and and Roswell's Park.
4: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Things are still coming in that, you know, we'll have some numbers soon and uh, that will be announced. And uh, we're really looking forward to that. And there's going to be some discussions going on here in the near future with uh, some of the, uh, you know, superintendents from Prairie South. You know, they've asked us if we can be part of some discussions on where dollars are directed to, which, you know, we appreciate that opportunity. But it's yeah. We'll we'll keep you updated on that, Rob. So thank you.
1: You mentioned the uh, the professionalism of the show and, and the professional setup. I mean, the stage was just outstanding, uh, and and you folks really looked after the performers. That the performers' tent was just <laughs> top notch. I mean, you got some beautiful lawn furniture back yeah. there and tables with everything the performers uh, had asked for, uh, all their their specific beverages and food. And they just you really looked after people. No question yeah. about that. Let's talk about Joel Stewart, uh, mm-hmm. who was the the producer of this show. Um, what a wonderful guy. I uh, interviewed him a couple. Of weeks ago of course yeah. i had him on the radio a couple of times leading up to the show had the pleasure of meeting with him on thursday to to find out yeah. what what my job was on
4: on saturday night
1: what a pro this guy is oh. like just a pleasure to work with the guy he's calm he's cool he's collected and he just runs the show
4: he does he does and like rob seriously he's the man like he's he's um he was so instrumental in this um we th- we're forever grateful and uh I saw a different side of Joel, like we all did. Uh, We saw the professional side of Joel, you know, because other times that he's, you know, been with us and visiting Moostra, it's the casual Joel. But uh, to see him in work mode, let's say, boy, he gets in the zone and uh, you don't want to distract him. (laughs) He, uh, like, he's he's 110% committed and uh, it was something to witness, like, It really was. He's a brilliant man. Brilliant.
1: I was uh, backstage getting ready to go on stage a number of times during the evening on Saturday, and the the stage manager, a guy named TJ, again, another consummate professional, he had control back there. You just knew when you walked back there, this is the guy that's running this show. You stay in your lane. These other people stay in their lane, and he tells you when to go and how to do it, and he was just top-notch to work with. Um. I'll mention one other one other story backstage. Um, well, it's just very cool to be backstage and, and observe the artists and how do they get into their mm-hmm. zones uh, as they prepare to perform and as they finish uh, and to be backstage waiting for the show to finish. Uh, Barney Bento and the Caribou Express came off to calls for, for an encore. And I'm standing there, and there's Barney Bento. Like He's larger than life to me. He's a I star. <laughs> uh, and he calls an audible backstage. He, says, uh, uh, he tells his band they needed to pay tribute to the late Charlie Watts, the longtime yep. Rolling Stones drummer who just passed away. And Barney says, we've got to go back and do Dead Flowers, a stone song mm-hmm. that he covered and recorded many years ago. Yep. And at first there was a little bit of apprehension, and then Barney said, hey, let's just do it. Yeah. And he turned around and walked back up on the stage, and yeah. away they went. And they killed dead flowers, oh, didn't they? <laughs> it was so good,
0: like,
4: uh, it was. I'm going to say that might have been arguably the best tune that they did. Like it was bang on, like bang on. Yeah. And uh, that's just it. They get it, you know. Um, musicians like uh, they, that's they come from a large family, <laughs> and if you're a musician, you're you're part of the family. And good on them for wanting to. Respect arguably one of the best drummers that ever picked up a pair of sticks, you know, like he's Charlie was was it <laughs> so no good good for Barney. Yep, they got it. James
1: Murdoch from River
4: Street Promotions. <clears throat> now
1: one more question. Homestand 22.
4: Yes. <laughs> uh, just can't tell you the date. yet. we're gonna have some talks with the city. I, I, and Rob, I forgot to mention thank you to the city of Moostraw particularly Parks and Recreation, because they had to come on board to give us permission to use Roswell's, and without that, well, we would have figured something out, but Roswell's was perfect, so we're going to be talking with them over the next week or so, just to throw a couple of dates by them and see what what possibly might work. Also, Rob... Um, there's too many people to thank. Uh, I couldn't even begin to try and mention a hundred names, um, for fear that I would forget someone, but we have to, uh, extend a big thank you, uh, particularly to Charlie meacher Um, Charlie became part of our group and, uh, you know, he, him and his wife are so dedicated to Ross Wells and Moostraw Ball in general that, uh, Charlie was so excited about this event and uh, he went above and beyond to, you know, accommodate everything because it was tricky with those, with the rains that stage placing that changed three times, you know, and finally we went with where it was on account of the rain and, you know, the, some soggy conditions, but Charlie just rolled with it. He said, yeah, let's, you know, keep going. So, yeah, thank you to Charlie. And also, Rob, if I could, uh, uh, I just want to quickly mention, if I can, um, another meaningful moment I thought was when uh, um, Allie and Brett Weiderman came up and uh, made the donation gift of the defibrillator to Ross Wells Park that will be permanently there, um, you know, in memory of the of the young lad and the circumstances that happened there a couple of months back, but that was another very powerful powerful moment i thought and once again it was just community coming together to better our community so it that that was that was very uh very generous of Allie and Brett. So, it was
1: it was yeah. a wonderful moment and and yeah the um the uh, the family of the boy who died didn't yeah. want any publicity no. they didn't want his name on the internet no. they didn't want him in the news but no. but i think local most local folks know that a young ball player uh he died at he Roswell's did. Park earlier this summer. Uh, the, we did everything we could for him on site. Uh, Moose John District Paramedics were there and, and tried to save the boy. And, and maybe, just maybe, we, we'll never know, but having a defibrillator there uh, may have saved his life. Well, now we've got a defibrillator in place thanks to uh, the Whiterman. So absolutely wonderful. Anything else you want to add, James, before I let you go?
4: Um Thank you for your support, Rob. Uh, Oh, yeah, my pleasure. Everyone at Golden West, Um, you went above and beyond. Um, Rusty, of course. Um, She's fun to work with. Oh, she is. Yeah, she's a gem. (laughs) I do want to mention, like, the volunteers were spectacular. We just had people just coming out, you know, and just showing up and saying, what can I do? And especially when it started raining, like, we had two flats of plywood that was just brought out for us. Say, where can we we put this? Because with the weight of trucks and stages and that so like that was something that we didn't even think of but here you know people were just showing up uh even a good local contractor in town um brought a generator in for us because of how the stage had to be placed differently we did need a third generator in another area he brought one down for us like you know all of a sudden it shows up on the trailer and here you are guys you know so it's but um I think maybe in closing, Rob, I just really need to uh acknowledge Andy, Shay, Jared and Joel. Um special group of guys and uh I'm proud of them.
1: Awesome. Yeah, I am too. It's just a wonderful Wonderful event, an uplifting evening of uh, of music and and fellowship at Roswell's Park. James Murdoch, River Street Promotions. Uh, when you when you make a decision on dates and artists for Homestand Twenty Two, I hope we're first to hear about it.
4: Well, you know, Rob, um, we're going to have pretty much a full year to plan Homestand Twenty Two. Um, a lot had to come together in a hurry to pull off Homestand Twenty One. We did it. Um, are there? Some improvements that we can make. Oh, yes, we learned a lot from this. Um, it, um, it was a learning experience for us. We've never done this before, but uh, it'll, you know, I, th- I think at the end of the day, um, people just need to realize that just ask themselves, was it pretty great? And that answer is yes. So, way yeah. to go. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you.
1: And thanks for this.
4: Yeah. Thank you, my friend.
1: James Murdoch from River Street Promotions. By the way, our uh, new staff is working on a photo gallery from Homestand 21. uh, And the story, we'll have it up later today on discovermoosejaw.com. We'll take a break. We'll be back. It's the Heartland at Noon on CHAB. Parrish and Heinbecker Moose Jaw. Focused on the value, delivery options, and payment terms that fit your operation.
2: This is Aidan McBride, customer service rep for Moose Jaw's Parrish and Heinbecker. Let's discuss the fertilizer market, chemical supply market, market for the rest of this
4: year, and what next year might look like to make sure your operation is covered. So give me a call to discuss any of your needs or concerns at 306-693-2977.
0: Count on experience. Count on expertise. Count on Parrish and Heinbecker. Moving tradition forward.
6: The Farm Stress Line is run by people who know farming is full of uncertainties, and that uncertainty causes stress. When it starts to get to you, it's important to deal with it as quickly as possible. If you're having trouble sleeping, feeling depressed, anxious, or having suicidal thoughts, call the Farm Stress Line, free and confidential, and well worth the call. one 800 667 442 one 800 667 442
0: Moose Jaw Co-op is your one-stop summer shop. Whether you're hiding away in your backyard oasis, planning a family picnic in the park, or heading off to the lake, they have everything you need to make a good time an amazing time. Buns, meat, cool, refreshing beverages from their in-house liquor store, and so much more. Oh wait, did you know that with every purchase, you earn equity and cash-back membership benefits? Be a part of something bigger and become a co-op member today. Come on in and get your summer going with a visit to your Moose Jaw Co-op.
1: This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. This is a City of Moose Jaw Notorious News Update, brought to you by the City of Moose Jaw. Reduce the red tape for your new business. Visit moosejaw.ca slash start here. That's moosejaw.ca slash start here. This has been a City of Moose Jaw Notorious News Update, brought to you by the City of Moose Jaw. Well, uh... You know, one of the reasons I think a number of people uh, didn't go to the concert on on Saturday, even though it's outdoors and you could easily, safely social distance in the outfield at Roswell's Park, COVID-19. Uh, I talked to, uh, well, a couple of friends, but one friend in particular uh, said, no, I'm just not comfortable with being around crowds just yet. Uh, that's because COVID-19 cases continue to climb. Updated numbers from yesterday, 41 active cases in the local South Central Zone. 2,065 active cases across our province. 258 of those cases are new as of this weekend, and 208 of the 258 of those cases are in people who have yet to receive the vaccine. Dr. Brad Thorpe, local physician, going to social media and uh, writing this on the weekend. Unfortunately, he wrote, despite everything that we can share on social media, our commitment to patient privacy forbids us from taking videos of our environment. No one can see the apocalyptic workplace in our hospitals. COVID, therefore, remains a fairy tale for too many. If you can't see it, it's not on TV, Netflix, Prime TV, or on your phone. It's invisible. It didn't happen. The public do not see patients dying. The full ICUs, the masking, the gowning, the gloving, over and over all day. And tears shed by doctors, nurses, cleaners, porters, assistants, physios, RTs, etc. No time to sit, no time to pee, no time to eat. Hospitals filling up with new COVID cases, blocking beds for all the usual non-COVID cases. No room for heart attacks and strokes and illness. No beds for surgeries. Staff resigning and retiring early from burnout. A monumental and profound life altering switch from loving one's job to hating, 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 and having to step into the workplace. Alongside all of this, a mental health catastrophe from all aspects of our existence stress, depression, addictions, alcoholism, spousal abuse, elderly abuse, overdoses, public, patients, and staff alike. Please, Mr. Moe, time to alter the course. That from local physician Dr. Brad Thorpe on social media. Now with that, as mentioned uh, in the sports uh, at the top of the hour, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders have made the decision they will require fans to be fully vaccinated for COVID-19 or provide a negative COVID-19 test result to attend home games at Mosaic Stadium with a targeted start date of September 17th. Through the course of the pandemic, the news release reads, the club has relied on the expertise of provincial health officials to guide the team as it reopened Mosaic Stadium to fans at the beginning of August. Since that time, cases in Saskatchewan have risen significantly, and the contagious nature of the Delta variant has become a concern, both to the club and to public health experts regularly advising us. In consultation with local medical health officers this past week, they voiced their support to begin requiring proof of vaccination at Rough Rider Games. That according to the president and CEO of the Riders, Craig Reynolds. He said, after speaking with our stakeholders, including the city of Regina, our stadium owner, Real, our stadium operator, and the CFL, we decided that this is the right decision for our club and for our fans. So, Over the next several weeks, the Rough Riders will work on the logistics of how to accept proof of vaccination while working closely with the SHA and provincial health officials. As the club is in the early process, details are currently not available, but they say they will soon share the details as soon as they have been finalized. That from the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Uh, Our teachers, our students, our parents uh, have some concerns as they get ready to uh, head back to school this week. Uh, In fact, um, local area teachers have already gone back to school to prepare for the, the new year. Kids are back Wednesday and local Prairie South School Division issuing a back to school update earlier this month and then updated that update last week. Our Sean Slatt with the director of education, Ryan Bowen.
2: I guess first, Ryan, can you just tell us a little bit about the uh, last revisions to your uh, back to school plan and uh, how you settled on those uh, measures that are in place?
5: Sure, sure. Uh, well, we basically got information on—I guess it was Friday. I think it was Friday the twentieth that you know there was a there was information shared by the government and that they released an update school plan, and it was actually timely in that we were together as a group of administrators with our school-based administrators so it gave us an opportunity to have a good conversation about that and and get some understanding of sort of the positives and negatives of implementing certain, you know, certain plan aspects in our schools and so we had a good conversation about that. Uh, We looked at that plan, you know, all the way along we've been, you know, taking direction from the government of Saskatchewan and so when we looked at the plan, you know, we thought we need to continue to do that work and then aligned with our thinking that we would take, take direction and advice from them. And, but we also, you know, consult with our local medical health officers. And so we had done that in the, the, you know, that previous Wednesday and we had some direction from them as well. Um, and then of course, you know, school divisions are governed by boards. So we, I had a chance to have a really good conversation with the board about that. And, um, you know, so the work took some time. And by the time we had worked through those things, we had landed on a direction on, on Monday and, uh, we started the rollout plan. Then,
2: now I understand part of this uh, back to school plan involves uh, strongly recommending masks. Um, what exactly does that mean? Um, is there going to be uh, teachers talking to students about masks? Is there going to be signage or postings? Uh, how does that work?
5: Right, right. Well, the the strong recommendation for masking um, is just that. Is that it's a it's a statement from the school division to families and and students about we would recommend you do that. I mean, what's not said, but is implicated, what, or what is intended to to be meant by that as well, is is that students and families have choice. Um, and so, you know, they can choose to take our advice, or they could choose to not take our advice, and that, that's their choice to make. Whatever choice they make will respect their choice, so we won't be having discussions at the school level with students who choose to, or who choose not to mask, that when they arrive, with masks, then we're we're respecting that we're assuming they've made the choice to mask and um, take our advice, which is which is good. Um, if they arrive at school without masks, then we're assuming they're choosing to not take that that advice and they're making a different choice, which is also fine. I mean, that's that that's their choice to make. So. That's what strongly recommended means. Um, It certainly doesn't mean that we will be saying to students in our classroom, you know, where's your mask? Like that, that's, those are conversations we, we won't be having.
2: Um, Now, I know we, at the beginning here, we talked about kind of, because there are the two school divisions and it sounds like the plans are quite differently. Um, Now, assuming that you talked to the same public health officials, why are, um, are we seeing one school division implementing mandatory masks while you guys are just strongly recommending
5: Sure, sure. Well, I mean, it's tricky, right? Because the school divisions occupy the same space, being Moose Jaw, but the school divisions occupy a whole bunch of different space, um, m- meaning we occupy space all the way down to almost the American border from you know our schools ranging from Cornac to Mancota and all the way up to Crake and across to Chaplin and, and you know over to Avonlea and Rolo. So, you know, our school division, our, although our school divisions occupy the same space in Moose Jaw, I mean, Prairie South Schools is... Is a school division that occupies much greater space than just the Moose Jaw schools. So, I guess you know our thinking is we have to take our entire school division into into consideration. So, given that context, given the conversations that we had with with our stakeholders, our our administrators, our board, um, we made what we're saying is we we believe we made the right decision for Prairie Soul Schools at the time. Um, you know it's funny this is a time when i'm not sure there is the best decision i think there's the right decision for your context so we've made that decision for prairie soul schools
2: uh, do you approve of the uh, government's direction uh to schools regarding this school plan and kind of leaving it in the hands of school divisions i mean
5: you know what it's probably not it's probably not fair for me to say i mean it's a. Uh, you know as an employee of the board the, the, you know government decisions are about government autonomy and so you know i think i think the plan is that they've given local school divisions the autonomy to make their their decisions so um you know would that be probably be a preference of some school divisions sure i i mean it probably would be is there probably are there also some school divisions that wish there would just be a you know a, a blanket statement that pertains to the whole province i, I i'm sure there would be as well so You know, it is what it is, so we're, you know, we do the work that we do given, you know, the circumstance that we're dealing with.
2: Okay, and the uh, government plan also had no guidelines when it came to uh, social distancing. Uh, Your plan uh, will establish seating plans. Can you just tell me a little bit about what that means with seating plans?
5: Sure. I mean, we think it's important that we, that, you know, well, first of all, you know, the teacher will be responsible for, you know, where the, where the children sit. If it's that, like that, That's a the teacher sort of a autonomous piece of work. But the seating plan piece is important that we have that information because should there be a student that is COVID positive, it, by us knowing where students are, are located in a classroom or on a bus, for example, we're just better able to support, um, to support health and to deal with contact tracing in the most efficient way So we have the least amount of lost instructional time for, for students by not saying, well, you know, we don't know who's sitting where, so we're just gonna have to shut down the classroom. Like, so that's the, that's the purpose of that.
2: Sounds good. And I guess just finally, uh, what kind of reactions have you gotten so far from uh, parents and students? Yeah,
5: well, that's a great question. Um, you know, I've got some emails that are very positive and I've got some emails that are, that are pretty negative. Positive meaning that people are supporting our position and, and uh, are happy with the decisions we've made. And, and I, I mean, I've got some emails that parents and community are not happy with the decision we've made and they don't support it. And I, and I understand that. Um, uh, I, I would be the first probably to say that, um, you know, I understand that there are reasons for decisions on both sides. But we made what we believe is the right decision for Prairie Soul Schools at the time. Um, So that's where we landed. Um, I respect people. People have different views than than I have and that we have. And so we'll continue to work with one another to do the best we can for the students of Prairie Soul Schools.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing to remember. They're doing the best they can. Uh, No one has ever been through something like this before. And we continue. We all do, don't we? To do the best we can. That's Ryan Bowen, the Director of Education for the Prairie South School Division, as we get ready to send the kids back to school this week. We'll take a time out and be back to visit with Jack Ross. Great news from Zion United Church. They've reached their fundraising goal. The new boiler's going in. (laughs) That great story coming up next.
0: 800-CHAB, connecting the community.
6: Hey, I'm Melanie Paloud with the Moose Jaw Girl Guides, and I am one of the guide leaders this year. Our Moose Jaw Girl Guides are actively looking for volunteers for all of our age groups. Um, and as a volunteer, you basically come up with the programming for girls to have between an hour to a two-hour meeting once, once a week or every, once every two weeks. We do have a Facebook page called the Moose Jaw Girl Guides. So they could reach out to us on there or they could give me a call directly at 306-631-5428.
0: Connecting the Community. Brought to you by Purposed Financial. A proven track record of achieving your financial goals one step at a time. For Plants Indoor Gardening. Visit them at 123 High Street West in Moose Jaw or online anytime at 4plantsindoor.ca and Community Service Radio, 800 CHAB. Discover Bootstraw Weather for Prairie Heart Mobility. Make life easier with quality mobility products. Discover your options at prairieheartmobility.com
2: sunny this afternoon and a high of 29. Clear tonight with increasing cloudiness with the risk of a thunderstorm overnight and a low of 14. Tuesday mainly cloudy, a chance of showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon. The risk of a thunderstorm in the morning, a high of 27. Wednesday sunny, a high of 24. Thursday makes of sun and cloud a high of 21. And Friday makes of sun and cloud and a high of 21. The Western Development Museum is holding a virtual coffee club tomorrow from 10 to 11 a.m. Virtual sessions will be taking place via Zoom. Tomorrow's topic is expected to be weather in Saskatchewan. Pre-registration is required. To learn more or to register, you can go to wdm.ca slash coffee club or call 639-391-8073. For all your news and weather anytime, click on discardmooshaw.com or the Mooshaw Live app. I'm Sean Slat.
8: This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB.
1: Hey, we got some great news from the good folks at Zion United Church. It was earlier this year we shared the story uh, that they had started an ambitious fundraising effort to replace the old boiler in our historic church on Main Street. They need about $100,000 to make it happen. Well, it's happening. Our Daniel McElroy has more with longtime Zion Church parishioner Jack Ross.
4: Jack, first of all, you've got some exciting news for us. Uh, why don't you tell us what's been going on down
5: at Zion?
3: Well, in just Four months, the campaign to raise $100,000 to replace the boiler in the historic Zion Church on Main Street has been successful. The success of our campaign in such a short period of time is due entirely to the outstanding generosity of members and friends of Zion United Church Congregation and the generous support of our community. The majority of the funds to replace the boiler and save the building came from members of the congregation, but support from the community was essential in achieving the goal. For instance, the Moose Jaw Rotary Club presented the church with a gift of $2,500 to help save the building, which has been home to the Rotary Carol Festival since, well, way back when. This will be the 76th year of the Carol Festival. Another example of community support came from former piano students of Mrs. Carol McWilliams who in the past have performed in the Zion Church and her students from across Canada and beyond joined in raising over $13,000 to preserve the building. We are so thankful for all the gifts that will enable us to give the historic Main Street building a new lease on life and enable it to serve the congregation and community for years to come.
4: Wow. I mean, you, you talk about legacy, and there's, there's no better legacy than that.
3: That's right.
4: Wow. So how long is it going to take to be able to install the new boiler?
3: Well, it's being processed right now, and uh, they are in the midst of doing it. So we look forward to cranking up the heat.
4: Clearly, the last boiler served you guys for, for quite a long time. What is the lifespan of of the new one?
3: I would suggest give us 73 more years, and away we go.
4: <laughs> yeah, you make it work. Are you going to be uh, celebrating this in, in any way, Jack?
3: Yes, we certainly will along the way, and uh, we'll be commemorating you know, the donations. Uh, many donations are... Memorial donations, so uh, there'll be plaques on the wall and a special service of commemoration.
1: Very good, Jack Ross from the Zion United Church, uh, successful fundraiser. Way to go, Moose Jaw! We'll uh, wrap up the show next with Carney's comments. I'll tell you a little story about uh, Homestand Twenty One, the K Plus S Podcast Canada Homestand Twenty One on on Saturday night here in Moose Jaw. I, I, so many stories I could tell, uh, and like I said, I'll tell you one on, on Carney's comments, but I I couldn't help but notice something at the end of the show after it all wrapped up. Uh, nice horse, uh, the four girls, Tara, Katie, Krista, and Brandy. High energy performance. They just wowed the crowd, and, and they stuck around and, and watched the rest of the performers. They didn't just take off. I mean, they, they stuck it out. They enjoyed the show, right? And at the end of the night, I'm backstage, and there are these girls packing up carrying all their own gear, trip after trip from the stage across the ballpark into their vehicle uh, for the trip home. And I couldn't help but thinking there's going to come a time, probably in the near future, when these girls won't have to carry their own gear. They're rising stars. Uh, What a group. Thanks for listening to The Heartland at Noon.
0: You're now approved for an upgrade. It's the factory approved sales event at Nissan. Level up to the premium refined Murano. Approved for the modern boss with a full suite of premium technology. Right now, during Murano Mania, finance one from as low as 0% for 60 months and get an additional 800 bonus cash on all 2021 models. Plus, right now, get three years of prepaid maintenance on us for added peace of mind. Test drive today at Moose Jaw Nissan, now proudly owned by Knight Automotive. On select models only, conditions apply.
3: Attention cattle producers. This is Friday at Mancota Stockman's Way. Company, yearlings, and calves sell at 12 noon. Sale catalogs on our webpage, along with all updates and sales schedules. Watch all our sales on deauction.com. September 10th is an all-class sale. Please book your cattle in. Mancota Stockman's in the heart of cattle country. We're really proud of our market and proud of our cattle. Continue what you do best. Bring buyers and sellers together. Friday at noon, yearlings and calves. Call
1: 478-229. It was an event I'll never forget. There was food and drink, smiles and laughter, fresh air and fun. Oh, and the music. A tip of the hat and a way to go today to the local people who put it all together. River Street Promotions, K Plus S Potash Canada, Homestand 21 was one magical show. Everything was top notch. The stage was set up in the infield at Roswell's Park, with attendees on lawn chairs and blankets in the outfield. In fact, headliner Barney Bentall got a little emotional when he took the stage and addressed the audience. He talked about how much he and his fellow musicians have missed performing and how great it was to be on stage again. And when he and his band did his song, Something to Live For, it really hit home. Dozens of locals got up from their chairs and danced and sang along. One woman cried tears of joy. It was that kind of night. I'm Rob Kearney.